0: today i had an opportunity to talk with colby mort the marketing and communications manager for the blockchain ticketing innovators get protocol we spoke about nfts and how after all of the hype from art nfts dies down how are they going to be used effectively in event ticketing please enjoy So very much for joining us on the Better Podcast. Thank you, Ben. Well, for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, sure thing. So my name's Colby. I work for Get Protocol, which is an NFT ticketing infrastructure provider. Um, we've been around since 2016 and basically we're aiming in to bring NFT ticketing in an easily accessible fashion to the global events industry. So I've been in the on the team now for about a year. I've actually been in their community since 2017, so I've been really following Mm. along. I'm an avid like event goer myself. Uh, yep. Kind of got the bug for crypto a long time ago in like 2016. At the time, it was just like a, a interest in the technology, but obviously over time, it's become use case based, right? Like, I mean, I'm now seeing like the benefits of all of this in the events industry, which I, I love, mm-hmm. and all these different little use cases pop up. So yeah, it's exciting.
0: Uh, Get's been around since 2016. I mean, that's that's kind of a long time before NFTs really publicly known. Um, what kind of sparked the interest of Get to be in this blockchain NFT space that long ago?
1: Yeah, so we were founded by four people. Uh, they basically realized their avid events industry goers themselves, mm-hmm. kind of realized there was this inherent problem in the events and ticketing industry where there's a lack of control, there's a lack of transparency. There's also just a lack of connection in general. I think the pandemic has also really emphasized that and at the time it was let's explore how blockchain can can work uh, in, in this industry and obviously as you as you said right like nfts didn't exist at that time even blockchain mm-hmm. itself was so nascent if you said to someone oh we're using blockchain they would either panic or what? go what the heck is that <laughs> right so it was a unique yeah. challenge like back in the day of how do we actually do this um and yeah we, we started out i what i really like about our approach was we wanted to basically always put the event attendee first, right? They are the end person who's using all of this. It needs to be accessible. It can't be confusing. You know, my mum and my grandmother needs to be able to, like, go to a, an event and not go, what the hell is a mena mask, you know? So, um, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, so that's kind of where we got our start. Um, we have our own ticketing company called Guts Tickets, which is kind of like the mm-hmm. showcase for the protocol. Yep, sorry, that was Guts, G-U-T-S, Tickets? Yes, Guts Tickets, okay. yeah. Which actually really- Is that an acronym? Uh, it's more of like, you've got to have guts, you know, like it was, yeah, like in 2016, you've got to have guts to be able to bring this to the events industry. And yeah, that's (laughs) kind of where the name came from. But, um, guts honestly was a really good litmus test for us because it was basically, we build the technology and we bring it to people. You know, it's not like, oh, you guys should use this, come to us. It was more of like, let's bring it to the events industry. Let's see where the rubber hits the road and let's see how this can benefit people. And it's kind of grown from there.
0: I mean, there's a lot of, there is a lot in the news about NFTs. Um, I, I've got a, a rough understanding of what an NFT is. Um, I know that it's sort of a, an entry into the blockchain. But can maybe for those who are sort of, can you give us a very simplified version of what actually is an NFT?
1: Yeah, sure thing. I can do my best. So I think the, yeah, exactly, right? It's always a preface. But um, I would say it's a digital deed. That's the easiest way of looking at it. It is a digital deed that is backed by a unique instance of an item or asset. I think the car analogy always works quite well for me. It's like, you know, you have a company, say Mercedes, they create one specific type of car. That's fungible, mm-hmm. right? There, there's just a load mm-hmm. of them. If If I bought a Mercedes and then the next day it broke, I could return it, get another, I wouldn't care, you yeah. know? But what makes it non-fungible, what makes it unique is the number plate, right? It's the number plate. Mm -hmm. It's who is it actually registered to. That's kind of the uniqueness. And what an Mm -hmm. NFT is, is imagine if you could take a single asset of a car, create an NFT that is tied specifically solely to that unique instance. So it's no longer Mm -hmm. just a Mercedes. It's Mercedes registered to me with this number plate in this country. So an NFT, uh, you know, it's essentially, yeah, that unique instance that is then recorded on the blockchain. One of the the
0: things I hear a lot about NFTs, especially in, you know, the art NFTs, um, is, well, I could just take a screenshot of it. My thoughts are, well, I could take a photo of the Picasso. It does, doesn't mean I own a Picasso. It means I have a photo of it. Yes. Um, NFTs are an entry on, on this blockchain. And uh, from what I could tell, the blockchain essentially is a an advanced spreadsheet for what a better way of saying a, a, you know an uneditable ineditable uneditable a non-editable spreadsheet how is an nft any different from a traditional
1: ticket well i would say the first thing is it's the ability for anyone to view it right it's a public ledger which makes a big mm-hmm. difference especially in the ticketing industry you know it's it can sometimes be a very black box nature Mm-hmm. Um, when you have a public ledger, it means everyone can verify the integrity of it, right? So yes, it mm-hmm. is immutable. It mean, you know it, it can't be changed, but I also can verify it. Someone else in another country can verify it. It's it's that public accountability that I think like ticketing mm-hmm. really benefits from, um, which it, which is, is is huge in itself, uh, mm-hmm. and and that's one of the, like the main things we see straight from the get go is. Any ticket that is an NFT ticket can be viewed on the blockchain. It has its own yeah. transaction record. It has its own metadata. Anyone can go in there and look at it. And we've actually like have an NFT ticket explorer, which is a bit more of a front facing mm-hmm. user friendly approach. But every single mm-hmm. NFT ticket issued through Get Protocol, for example, is is viewable on the NFT ticket explorer in real time. So you get that public okay. transparency.
0: What, what would you say is sort of the value of that transparency? How, where does mm-hmm. the value come from?
1: Well, I think it's trust as well. You know, I, I think one of the things with transparency is I, I, for a, if I'm an event organizer, if I'm a venue, if I'm an artist or if I'm a fan, it, it just benefits when I know I've got more trust in that other party to be able to, you know, to issue tickets correctly, to not hold tickets back, to be mm-hmm. able to have that public accountability, I think is, a, is an inherent um, value. But also, of course, you know, one of the benefits here is the open data nature of it, right? Mm. Um, what's fascinating about anything on the blockchain is it can be queried. So all of a sudden you get people from around the world building tools to just see, okay, all of these tickets that are, you know, being sold, what price points are they being sold for? Which venues are they being sold for? And yeah. I can understand there's a bit of intrepidation sometimes when it comes to like an individual, say, ticketing company. They get a bit worried about their data being shared. But I really mm. do think there is a lot of a huge benefit in in, in public shareability. You know, where, mm. when you have an open data standard, everyone benefits because they can witness trends better. They can, you know, have have more accountability and auditing potential as well. So. Yeah.
0: Um, and speaking about tools, how would an event manager, are they going to need to now skill up? um to to, you know buy new tools learn new tools is this a whole new platform of of learning they have to do or is it very straightforward like what what do we need to Mm -hmm.
1: know so i would say this is uh, a specific case by case but I mean, in, in the terms of Get Protocol, we've made sure it's a, as accessible as possible. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So an event manager, an event organizer doesn't need any knowledge of NFTs or blockchain to tap into our infrastructure. Okay. Uh, they basically sell tickets. It's completely normal web shop. You actually have no idea that blockchain or NFTs exist in this system. But whenever a ticket is purchased, it is actually minted as an NFT. It is transparently viewable on the back end. Mm. So I think it does come down to making sure whoever is building the infrastructure m- makes it as accessible as possible. But that being mm. said, I do think there is an element of education that is needed for event organizers to also understand what can I use this, you know, what can I use this tool for, right? And and that's something I think that's going to come over time. Uh, like I'm I'm sure as you're aware, right now this whole Web3 space operates very close to the code layer. You know, I think in Web2, we've gotten quite cushy or comfy with, I'll only ever see code if there's like an error 404. And even then, most people freak out, you know, they go, what's (laughs) going on? So the fact that, you know, you have transactions and you see like the snippets of code every time you send a transaction is not exactly Mm -hmm. user accessible. So I think over time, this is going to progress. You know, custodial Mm -hmm. wallets, for example, um, is something that's coming into play now where uh, you have you you own the nft right but you don't need to worry mm-hmm. about the secret you know the secret passphrase and, mm. and all of this techno- technological uh, background <laughs> noise yeah
0: what what a uh, custodial wallet what, mm-hmm. what what's that
1: yeah so this is something we don't have but it's something we've obviously considered It's basically the idea a custodial wallet is where a, a company or party handles the uh, handles the the the, the um, keys and all of the all the mm. the bits that makes that wallet unique. And yeah. th- this is a contentious topic uh, because some people f- firmly believe everything should be non-custodial. I should be in control of everything. But really, in reality, I think a mix of the two is important. Custodial mm. is I have the NFT. I see it there. I can interact with it. I can transfer it. you know, I can sell it. I can use it for whatever tool I'd like. But I don't need to write down twenty-four words on a piece of paper. I don't need to know how you know gas works and things like that. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a comfort. It's a comforting way of, of handling things.
0: I'm talking about the gas fees, so Guts, or, or sorry, the 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 Get protocol is built on Ethereum, correct?
1: Polygon actually is the blockchain oh. that we use. Yeah.
0: Okay, fantastic. So that's traditionally a lot cheaper than Ethereum. So the, the Ethereum network is is quite expensive to do a transfer, whereas Polygon is much cheaper. Is is it like what are the added costs now for this minting?
1: Yeah, so Polygon is a lot cheaper than Ethereum. Uh, I mean, you're talking like an order of magnitude of, say, 50 to 100 times less in general. Okay. You know, it, it Obviously, it does differ. But mm-hmm. what that allows us then, of course, is that if an NFT is minted, if, if a ticket is bought, it's not like 90% of the costs of the ticket is yeah. fees, you know. It, it generally uh, ranges, um, it, it's a variable thing, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of cents to maybe 10 cents, 20 cents. It's in a range, but it's certainly manageable for a, for a ticket. Uh, okay. Another thing, of course, that's good about Polygon is generally it's more eco-friendly. Um, they mm-hmm. have, they're very conscious of that. There is, of course, a big topic right now about Ethereum being a bit of a gas guzzler. Mm-hmm. And that's something we keep an eye on as well. Like uh, in terms of Get Protocol, we we are kind of proud of being quite chain agnostic, meaning that, you know, mm-hmm. if there is a blockchain that suits better, we do have the flexibility provided it's uh, like sort of Ethereum compatible to be okay. able to um, to change our strategies up.
0: That You just pointed out a good point. I mean... Crypto and blockchain at all, it generally feels or it seems to be very volatile in its pricing. Yeah. Is that volatility going to pass on to like the ticketing price? Would, would one day I'm paying five cents, the next day I'm paying a dollar $1.20 on, on the cost? Is that something we can expect or there's a cap in there?
1: So with Get Protocol, no. Uh, there's no change in pricing to the end user. Um, mm. That's all handled by us. Um, you know, we're fortunate that we have like a development team that are that are wizards. You know, they're able to like get the gas down. There's lots of complexity you can you can build in, but no, in general as well because of polygons' cheaper nature, it's it's not something that has to be passed on to the end user.
0: One of the things that we're seeing sort of now that COVID is, I won't say going away because I don't think it is going away, but it's definitely becoming just part of the everyday. We're seeing a lot more events come in. Uh, hybrid, or even just going back to in-person events, uh, kind of globally. One of the things that I've heard is is with the NFTs, how do I now validate you own the NFT at the front desk of a conference center? What are the processes that I have to do to, mm-hmm. to validate that you actually own it now?
1: This again comes back to like the inherent properties of an NFT, right? Because of the fact that mm-hmm. it is a unique instance and there's essentially a smart contract, right? So all of the NFTs for a certain event can be minted under a smart contract, mm-hmm. which sounds a bit like gobbledygook. I appreciate that. But <laughs> essentially what it is, is it's, it's like the blueprint for for an NFT ticket, mm-hmm. right? So this smart contract says, okay, these are all the properties of these, this ticket. And when a new one is minted a new unique instance is created under that smart contract. Now, the benefit mm-hmm. of that is, is because the smart contract has a unique address, if I need to validate if an NFT belongs to that address, all I need to do is do a quick check if it actually belongs under that, that address. So the address yep. becomes that unique identifier of does this ticket belong to where the event it says it does, the person it says mm. it does. And then it's as simple as yeah, if you need to check it in, you can just, you know, scan and, and, and that way. In in the case oh, okay. of um in the case of us as get protocol and our infrastructure. We operate on a bit of a hybrid system, so the way Mm -hmm. ours works is when you buy your ticket, it goes onto your mobile phone and has a rotating QR code, and that rotating QR code just changes every 15 seconds and can't be taken out of the mobile environment. What that basically allows is more control for the artist and event organizer. But the nice thing there is when it's checked in, there's a bit of metadata in the background for each NFT ticket that is essentially the check-in status. So, as soon as mm. it's checked in, as soon as it's scanned, it then changes the metadata of the ticket. And by doing that, okay. you get that accountability of, okay, yeah, this ticket's been checked in, this ticket's been scanned, this ticket's been rescanned. And you get that, yeah. And, and anyone can see that actually on the NFT Ticket Explorer.
0: Okay, fantastic. So, it's kind of adding additional data to the ticket through the course of the event. They came in, they came out, they came in, they came out. It's adding yeah. additional information. That's quite good, without having to build more reporting infrastructure as an event manager. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's quite cool. I can see how valid, like ownership uh, for you know bands and and that type of events where scalping is quite a problem. Um, which I'm going to take a punt and say that's one of the main reasons get was sort of built is to solve the scalping problem how do you think that relates or could be translated into a more corporate setting where scalping really isn't is it much of a problem
1: yeah so in a corporate setting i mean for example even with with ourselves we use like office tickets um Mm. i I think the nice thing there is it's just generally more transparent it's generally uh office flexibility i mean for Mm -hmm. for an event manager for a corporate setting The the power is, in my eyes, more of the end part of it. So whereas like a ticket was, okay, I I use it, I check in, it's scanned, and then it's thrown away. With an Mm. NFT, it actually becomes this lasting connection tool between the issuer and the holder. So perhaps in a corporate setting, but also just in a general event management setting, The nice thing is, as soon as an NFT ticket is in existence, as soon as it's used, it doesn't get thrown away. It actually offers a bunch of benefits to the attendee and the uh, event organizer because of the smart contract. You know, Mm. I mean, some things we're seeing is you go to the event, you have a fab time. When you leave, you actually can then use that NFT ticket as an access token into a community set up by the event organizer or the artist. That's it cool. could be like, a, yeah, it could be a chat uh, tool such as Discord. You can also offer votes. You could use the NFT ticket as an access token to buy tickets for the next event early. So it becomes yep. this like gravitating tool. Uh, and then again, going back to the corporate setting, perhaps all of those tickets issued for all of the meetings, you know, they can build up and you can mm. kind of get better analytics.
0: So it kind of becomes like a username and password that I can use to access additional whatever event, like you said, events without having to create a username and password and all of that sort of thing. It's much more mobile. That's, that's actually really cool. I wonder if there's any way, or maybe you've seen a way how that could be leveraged for sponsors or exhibitors. Is there any way that you've seen that kind of building that local community in a venue?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The nice thing is, again, going back to the smart contract, and I'll be saying this a lot because it really is, that's the (laughs) magic, right? Like that is the ticket. Um, The nice thing is all of these tickets issued under a smart contract can benefit multiple parties. You know, if I'm the Mm. venue, I know all of the, the, I have a link to all of those people who have been to my venue that just lives Mm. on. So, you know, if there's a new event under the venue, you can use those NFT tickets as an access token to you know next event if I'm an event organizer I've then got this like continually building community of people who have been to my events and that's verifiable it's immutable but then to a sponsor the nice thing there is I've got a warm introduction to all of these people who have been to an event and I know it's it's more targeted you know it's more uh, Mm. of a relatable link so if all of a sudden I'm a sponsor and I want to you know provide benefits to people who've been to X event. I've got yeah. like, I've got that connection. I can just a- yeah. allow those tickets to plug into my uh, sponsorship. Does get
0: uh, support sort of resale? And I ask this because, you know, a lot of these events and hybrid events are starting to build content portals, um, especially like, you know, here's a plug, BetterCast. You're recording all of this video content, educational content give access continually to this information build a community but if i've paid a ticket or if i have paid a premium for being in person um, and i have some access can i resell that ticket and does the event producer get a resale like a, a any value from the resale of that ticket
1: yeah so this again comes back to our hybrid approach it's kind of the web 2 web 3 approach but yeah so in in our system any ticket that is bought on a primary market can also be sold on the secondary market within the system the nice Mm -hmm. thing about that then is that any attend uh, any event organizer or um, venue or artist gets a cut of the resale and it kind of keeps third party out of it the nice thing about that then is also you know when a ticket is resold through the infrastructure you keep the link to the person who owns it which to me, sounds like a, a crazy thing to even be a benefit. It feels like something that should just exist anyway. But it's like if I am um, the, you know, if I'm the event organizer and artist, I issue say five thousand tickets, and then all of a hmm. sudden two thousand of them like exit the system. I have no idea who owns it. I don't get any revenue no. from it. it. becomes a major issue. So yeah, within the system, any ticket that's bought can then be resold uh, through the secondary market.
0: And I guess uh, for a corporate event there's now more value for the person who purchased the ticket initially to not like share my username and password with other people because I can now resell that investment. So I'm less likely to give it away when I can earn a little bit of money by reselling it. And the event exhibitor is, of course, do they get to set how much like a resale price or that's completely out of their control now? Or, Or do they get to set any revenue?
1: So it's a a geographical specific thing, but event organizers do have a say generally on uh, the sort of variable rate of resale. But again, it does come down to geographical things. Um, But yes, absolutely. But also the core thing here is you've got the primary market, you've got the secondary market. This is all before the event's taken place. You've actually now got this perpetual secondary market after the event's taken place where these NFTs exist, people own them. And I, I honestly do think you are gonna see the NFTs that have been claimed and already attended an event actually warrant a value that could mm. exceed the price it was set, you know, before it's even been attended, because if it yeah. gives access to like an event uh, organizers community, if it has a beautiful piece of art on it, if it, you know, unlocks all of these benefits, it becomes this like almost fan membership token, yeah, where it's like I know the people who own these are people who've been to my events. Therefore, Mm. like, you know, one of the things with current NFTs that can be a slight issue is you don't really set who is able to access them. It's like completely Mm. external to your main fan base. You know, you Mm. see people do like NFT drops and it'll be like a completely different thing to who they're actually really engaged with. But the nice thing with NFT tickets is because it's all through my own, fan base i know that they're really loyal to me you create this kind Hmm. of perpetual um, community token and then yeah like on these nft marketplaces then because it's a smart contract you can basically bake in the resale so every time this nft is traded say five percent of it goes back to the artist and the event organizer who put them out into the world and that the nice thing about that is because it's all smart contract based it doesn't matter which uh, marketplace it's on it has to execute so, like, mm. as long as the artist and event organizer specifies their address, they'll always get resale when that NFT is sold.
0: Yeah, I, I could definitely see a long-term value for that. I imagine the blockchain guys, the NFT guys and girls, like they have adopted this pretty much off the bat. I can imagine that thing. But as far as more traditional industry-wide adoption, have you seen any change? You know, the last twelve months, twenty-four
1: months. Yes, absolutely. It's it's almost been the last six months. There's just been this light bulb, almost collective light bulb moment where you're now seeing event organizers and artists and industry professionals. They're really innately understanding. Hang on a second. This is my ticket to building like a lasting fan base, but also have more mm. control and more say over my events. And I think that COVID and the pandemic disconnection has really spurred that on. You know, there mm. is such a dire need now to be able to connect better with audiences as well as the fact that social media platforms today, are, they're kind of lacking. You know, it's mm. it's so difficult to be able to guarantee that the people you, that love you and you love, you know, get to see you because there's this mm. comp- competition over the algorithm. There's the, you know, you need mm. to pay to get in front of people. So having a tool that's just, you know exists, you know who owns it. It's incredibly valuable. And yeah, you're seeing artists and event organizers now where they're like, they're really keeping in mind the long-term perspective of an NFT. So no longer Hmm. is this NFT ticket a single-use thing. I want to be able to allow fans to access all of these different rewards down the line.
0: Do you think that a lot of the hype around sort of the art NFT stuff, you know, because it's, it's everywhere and you hear like multiple millions of dollars, like $60 million for an NFT. I mean, that hype, of course, is going to die off. Do you think that that is going to potentially pollute the appetite for NFTs as a ticketing uh, choice in the future? Or do you think that they, they are separate enough that it's not going to be an issue?
1: I definitely agree that there are always going to be bad apples. there's always going to be underlying uh, problems when it comes to nascent technology. But at the same time, I do think that the art industry or like these all of these speculative NFTs, they do have merit that actually like NFT tickets can benefit from. Because what you're really seeing is, yes, you've got you know the NFTs that are selling for ridiculous amounts of money. It's just you know there's a lot of cash grabbing there. But what you're also seeing is communities forming around a core brand and a core culture. Mm. And I think that's something that really NFT ticketing can stand to benefit from because event organizers and artists can understand, well, hang on a second, this web three space and these NFT tickets as this tool allow me to build my brand and involve my community into that brand. It's about giving Mm. fans brand ownership, being brand ambassadors and the best like nftr projects are kind of showcasing that what do we stand for mm. as a collective community you know i've seen one project they are all about regenerative uh, finance right so that it's about planting mm. trees lowering carbon emissions everyone comes around that and those nfts kind of act as like this is my governance pass right this is my sort of ticket into this community and th- that's something that nft tickets will hugely benefit from it's like if i'm a event organizer right and i'm all about say it's a light museum for example because that's when mm. i've been thinking about recently what do i stand for and what do i want my fans to stand for with me and then mm. these nfts become that access token into that shared sort of culture
0: uh, this is lots of little light bulbs going off like oh I could see how that would work I could see how that would work yeah well this is very much a new technology and you've spoken a lot about sort of the community development of it the engagement of it and the ability to add like additional layers of information onto that ticket which are just accessible while that is very futuristic I think do you see another layer of of any technology that's going to make this even better or more? more of a reason for people to adopt it so i guess what do you think the future of nfts are beyond where it can help people today
1: yeah so two core themes i would say it's the accessibility and it's the extensibility accessibility Mm. is the one that really needs improvement as we kind of touched upon and in an ideal world it needs to be as easy as web 2. Right, like if I want my mother or my grandmother to attend an event, but also get access to all of this Web three goodness, I need to not be able to think about it. I need to be able to go to yeah. an event, have a great time, then go. Oh, okay, what's this? You know, what's this NFT stuff or Web three stuff? But then it's really accessible. You know, there's no like hmm. code that's just you're hit with code as soon as you uh, want to use it. But then there's the extensibility where it's like it needs to be able to be modular, plug and play, where I'm an event organizer and I go, okay, wh- where does my digital sort of brand sit? What are the platforms I would like to use? And then how can I use these NFTs to give access to all of these platforms? And that's where things are going to be improving on, I'd say. Because right now, if I have a following in on Instagram, for example, Mm. I'm stuck on that platform, right? I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't really like, yeah, bridge them across to another platform. You know, yeah. I mean, you could say newsletters do a decent job of it because you have an email list. But in reality, mm. it's still very tranched. And I think yeah. NFTs offer an opportunity to just un- un-silo everything. And it's like, mm. it's the event and artists who get to dictate where their brand sits. It could be mm. a community tool, a voting tool, a merchant merch shop tied to the nft tickets but all of these platforms basically that then plug in
0: like i said lots of little light bulbs Mm -hmm. going off (laughs) would you say that the product is there ready for development the developers just now need to start to catch up for integrations you know it took a while and then everyone had create an account with facebook create an account with google like bettercast for instance we are now we've integrated metamask To allow people to create an account with metamask but also they if if an event manager has released nfts um, maybe we'll be able to integrate with with get protocol soon enough but if they've launched nfts they can just use the contract id and we'll just scan is there is the ticket on that person's metamask wallet yes okay access is granted And that's us sort of. I think we are maybe ahead of the game a little bit in that sort of implementation of, of NFT access. When is that going to be a tipping point? Like, are you seeing thousands of developers signing up to get protocol stuff, like building in APIs? Like, are you seeing this wave or is it still very slowly trickling?
1: Yeah. So, in the Web3 space, there are so many developers coming into this uh, industry. And I think the, one of the reasons for that is there's more democratized value. It's like if I'm a developer and I have some value there to give. There's so so much like freedom of capital because it kind of is it can be allocated much more freer to all of this development that's going on in the space. But yeah, I think that that also comes down to like the community layer as well, right? Like you see now because of this open data, if I'm a developer and I may not have much industry, you know, experience. I can Mm. come in, I can build something, I can kind of use my creativity, use all of this data that's available and build something. In our community, Mm. for example, we've got some fantastic community developers who've just come in and gone, right, wouldn't it be cool to have a map and show all of the different events that have been processed through Get Protocol? And then with a bit of tinkering, with a bit of creativity and being able to access the APIs, they can build that and anyone gets to benefit from it. So mm-hmm. you're seeing you're seeing really exciting things that just wouldn't have been possible because of siloed data. If we if we think about it like maybe this is something that ticketing companies event organizers venues are going to have to sort of reevaluate or rethink what it means to have a competitive edge, you know, is the competitive mm-hmm. edge withholding information or is the competitive edge trying to bring in as many people into my community and then allowing people to like build on top of that? And actually like kind of have almost a network of, of community development and community ambassadors that kind of build on top of your brand. So I think there's this really stark shift now between, yeah, some some corporations that are kind of understanding this global shared mind, like a uh, pool of, of talent. So, yeah.
0: There's a lot of technology, I think, that it may become a little... Not confusing, but potentially overwhelming. If you could list maybe two or three resources or at least where would someone start if they want to go, you know, I want to start looking into NFTs as a as a ticketing option. Where, where would you, they start?
1: I would say there's some really good open resources available. There's a lot of free content, right, on YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a, a guy called Andreas Antonopoulos. And he mm-hmm. does some really, really good beginner introductory, like what is an NFT? What is a blockchain? Mm-hmm. Why should you care? And he's been doing this for years and years and years. So that that's a really good resource. I would also just say it's, it's kind of like find an area that you're really interested in. I mean, for, obviously mm-hmm. for an event, organizer that's kind of the event industry right it's tinker with things it's you know if Mm. you get a little bit of the bug for how nfts can benefit you then there is a lot of possibility to dive straight in Our, our discord we have a get protocol discord There are many people in there who would be more than willing to sort of just share share and sort of uh, brainstorm together. But yeah, like I would say there's also different like learning programs available. Um, What is an NFT? I think Coinbase does one, for example. We also have a demo at Get Protocol. If if anyone wants to see how it kind of works and see how the NFT tick explorer is there, that's available.
0: And can event managers sort of just go to Get Protocol, sign up, and essentially just start selling tickets on your platform
1: no so it's it's right now okay. we operate on we sort of um we work with ticketing companies and event organizers around the world to mm-hmm. allow them to use the infrastructure it's 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 it is still more of a like a, a tailored and and control given to the event organizer but it's not completely permissionless and and for mm. a good reason really we want to really make sure the infrastructure is in place it's the event organizers and the legitimate parties and the ticketing uh, and industry that actually have the access and control but there's a number of ticketing companies that use our infrastructure on our website there's a contact and that's the best way of getting in touch
0: and uh, i was gonna say what's the best way if anyone wants to find out more or or start to do an integration what's the best way to get in touch
1: yeah so get-protocol.io is absolutely the best way we've got a contact form our team would be in touch with anyone who reaches out there there's also our Discord, uh, if anyone wants to get into the community and have like this kind of yeah NFT brainstorm. Uh, so those would be the best options.
0: Awesome. Colby, thank you so very much for your time. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Ben. It's been an absolute pleasure.